0: Middle-aged men in Cleveland, Uber Klopp, Horner, yeah. Schuster, Ken Dwarznick. we have reached the century mark. Ted, congratulations to all our fans.
1: Oh, my God. Those that
0: listen, free Chalupas. Free Chalupas for everybody like they used to have at the Cavs game. That's right. Watch your Chalupa, close your eyes, and envision it.
1: Mention our so. mention name in the drive-thru and see what happens. You'll have to pay double. <laughs> You listen to what? What are you talking about?
0: Oh, well, man. congratulations, about my friend. We... Yeah, this is awesome. It is awesome. I, I never about... thought we'd do a hundred of these. We had to change our format to a bit because you and I, our schedules were a little, little wonky. So maybe hundred should have came a little bit earlier. But a uh, hundred episodes, man, it's been fun, and I, I yeah. think we're I mean, we have no plans of changing this anytime soon. This is we're going for two
1: hundred next.
0: Actually, we're going
1: for 101 next, I think.
0: 101, yeah. Yeah. We'll make it. We'll make
1: it. Well, what a show we had planned for today, right? I mean, we had some top-of-the-line guests. We had, oh, my gosh, a star-studded lineup. And then, well, you know. COVID-19. Oh, we need a vaccine.
2: At this moment, it needs.
1: Please, Berger, and and the Total shutdown. So we, instead of all that, we, well, we have Scott Sable from Fox eight. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> we have a uh, forecast roulette. We're going to play. We, we got him finally, our schedules connected and, uh, But all that big stuff that uh, we had planned, we're just going to try to do it next time. So we're not going to tell you what we had planned. And we're going to try to have it for episode 101.
0: We are cautiously optimistic on that.
1: This is not a bait and switch. Don't be upset. Life got in the way. And we will do our best to, we are, we are efforting those
0: guests for the next episode. That could not be said any better. Yeah. Hey, by the way, so we're at a, episode 100. Yeah. And obviously, we like to do things the same way each week. Do you know that there's a lot of different people? Obviously, there's not many people that wore the number 100. That didn't Right. Happen, but you had a lot of people that wore the number double zero. What about and I, six? Is a single zero counter just double zero? No, just, I wanted to go with double zero because we okay. have there's quite a bit of single zero, but there's not that many double zero. Okay. And there's actually a lot of Cleveland basketball players that played for the Cavaliers that wore double zero. Uh, and I'll, I'll name some of them for you. Okay. Well, let's well let's play this game. Can you name any of them? I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, Sagana Jop, what did he wear? lasagna flop no he did no. not
1: okay uh then i don't know the only one i can think of is kevin
0: love and he's not a double zero he's a single zero he's a single zero yes double zeros for the cavaliers chris birdman anderson remember him oh, yeah. He was the guy with all oh. the tattoos oh yeah he, play, he played one year for us in 2017 benoit benjamin which i didn't even know he played for us at one point in time he did in 2000 brandon goodwin who's currently on our roster, I don't know if he's an active player, but uh, he's wearing double zero. In what country is he on a roster? I that's a good question. Nice. Milos Babic, I know that's Milos one of your favorite Bobic. players of maybe all the time. That's, maybe that's who I was thinking of. 91, he okay. played in 91. Doesn't that seem like that was uh, seems a lot more ago? recent than that? And Darnell Jackson in uh, 09 and, and 2010. Well, there's super
1: some there, of the some of the great uh teams in cleveland basketball history here oh
0: 100 now there's other famous double zeros the one that comes to mind jim otto remember the center for the raiders jim otto one of the greatest centers of all time he went with double zero because of his name he's like well i have two o's in my name i'll just go double zero as my number that's a pretty cool idea there you go Ken, ken burrow who played for the oilers not the tennessee but the houston oilers he was double zero and then the most famous one Play for the Boston Celtics. Do you know who that is, Ted? We're double zero for the Celtics. I believe that's the Chief. The Chief, Robert Parrish. Yeah. Uh, you know he was why he was called the Chief. Well, he was part Indian, was he not? Well, that was the that was part of it. Okay. And it wasn't just because he was one of the leaders of the team. He liked to smoke a lot of marijuana. Oh that's where that came from, well,
2: Okay.
1: So. All right.
0: There noticed, you go. I'm
2: just
1: mentioning that little quietly.
0: We talk about. I that. do. I, I just want to make sure not everyone hears right. it, especially yeah. small children. So. Okay. All
1: right. Wow. Well, yeah.
0: Famous, famous folks to wear double zero. There you go. Got that in. Boom. I,
1: uh, I, I can't wait to hear who, who we gonna have anybody who wore a number zero one? Not one,
0: but zero, zero one. Yeah. I don't. The... Well, that's a good. I have to do more research for next. Yeah. Do episode. some
1: more research on that. We'll get yep. there. We'll get our hard. crack staff on it, uh, Charlie and the boys over in uh, office B. will will uh, we'll get on that.
0: I have other famous one hundreds. If you want to oh. talk about that now, we can bring it up later. Uh, whatever, we're,
1: whatever you'd like, you know. We, we're on our own timeline, so
0: considering that we edit this thing. So I guess yeah, we can do what yeah. we like.
1: Well, you know, we we, we there's a very structured show, obviously. So. And uh,
0: we don't have that many guests, so we. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, obviously the. The number 100 is significant. There's 100 years in a century. I think we all knew this. 100 degrees is the boiling point in Celsius. We all knew this. 100 years. I'm sorry. Yes, there's 100 senators, by the way. There are, yes. There's 100 yards in a football field. Yes. 100 is the perfect square number, by the way. Do you know that? Well, the, perfect- the square root is 10. So why is that perfect? It's just perfect. Okay. Uh, you you want to have a good, a, a nice number for where you what you well, have as mean, a square root. I bet
1: four is offended right now because, you know.
0: Yeah, it seems kind of perfect to me. I don't know. Here's a couple interesting ones. The sum of the first ten odd numbers equals one hundred. Sum of the first ten odd numbers. So one,
1: three, five, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen, fifteen, seventeen, and nineteen. All equal a
0: hundred. Check it. it; it is legit. I, I'll,
1: I'll take your word for it. I can't the do... sum
0: of the first nine prime numbers is also one hundred. Wow! So that would be <laughs> one, two, three,
1: five,
0: uh, seven, mm-hmm. eleven, yeah, thirteen, yep, 15, uh-huh. 17,
3: yeah. 19.
0: Look, look at you, man. Just ripping off those prime numbers. Add oh, it up, it's 100. Uh, oddly enough, those are also the first 10 odd numbers. <laughs> uh, it's the same. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. You know, a person who lives to be 100 is called a centen- centenarian. Did you C- know this? Centenarian? Okay. Centenarian, centenarian, Cent- however you want to. <clears throat> now, here's a game I know you like to play. Scrabble. Okay. You know how many tiles are in a Scrabble game?
1: Well, I didn't, but I'm gonna go. I'll take a, uh, Alex. I'll take what is a hundred?
0: You are uh, correct.
1: Is my answer
0: how about that one question? Whatever it is. And then obviously we have to finish with the sports thing. Sure. I mean, <clears throat> record number of points scored in one NBA game by an individual player. Oh, well, Wilt, Wilt the, Chamberlain. Wilt the still hundred? Scored a hundred march 2nd 1962 <clears throat> that's yeah. unbelievable hard to believe no one else has done that since but there it is so there's oh, some significant 100s for you kobe bryant tried he did try yeah i think he's he really does probably i think he i think you might be right on that.
1: yeah wow well you know with uh this uh, sickness our show does not have a hundred segments but we, we do have on the show is an overachiever uh, from a mountaintop in Nepal. We're going to go out and about with uh, Mr. Duarsnick. We've got a, a great moment or a memorable moment, perhaps we should say, in Cleveland sports that our sports expert, Dusty Sloan, will say, or talk about, I should say. Uh, we're going to learn something about the key bank building. For those of you who are follically challenged we have some good news, good news. And in Klops Clips, what a home inspector did with a Tickle Me Elmo doll. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. All that's coming up. And now, a woman's perspective.
3: Why did
2: God create man first? Because he needed a rough working model before creating the perfect specimen of the species.
1: This has been A Woman's Perspective.
0: Overachiever segment. A British gym owner led a group of climbers to the summit of Mara Peak in Nepal. That's an altitude of 19,803 feet. That's high. Meg- it is high. Tim Megason led his eight climbers in a 30-minute fitness class to break a Guinness World Record. Wow, what a surprise that is. Wow. The previous record was 18,746 feet. Megason's group also attempted the highest altitude game of chess at one point in time. So this uh, we got a thirty minute fitness class at nineteen thousand eight hundred and three feet. Do you think anyone got a nosebleed during that workout? I was gonna take a class in fitness, <laughs>
1: but then I got high. I can't breathe right now, and I know why. Yeah, uh, I uh, I got nothing. I don't. I don't know.
0: really have much on that one.
1: That <laughs> uh, I mean, clearly you're not gonna be able to breathe real well. So I guess that's the challenge. Uh, I, I would hope that they did more than just a 30 minute fitness class when they got to the top of the mountain.
0: I would think so. We'd have to, we have to find Tim Megason and and find out. I don't think we're going to be able to read that anywhere. (laughs) So, uh, Tim Megason, way to overachieve 30 minute fitness class at 19,803 feet. And he's also trying to play some chess.
1: And and congratulations to his eight unnamed climbers that we give no
0: credit to. Yeah, you get nothing. You get nothing, sir. Good day.
4: Forecast Roulette with the official, 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 the official meteorologist of two middle aged
0: men in Cleveland, Fox 8's Scott Sable. Time for one of our favorite segments. It's been a very long time since we've had this gentleman on. Our main weatherman, Scott Sable. Scott, what a pleasure to have you. How are you, sir? I'm
5: I'm doing well. Now, <clears throat> Ken, you just said main weatherman, which therefore yeah. means that there are other secondary weather people. Uh, well, it's been how this so works? long,
0: we've been kind of maybe thinking that, you know, maybe we might have to find somebody else. So that's oh, part my- of the reason we oh. want to have you
5: on. So... <laughs> I understand. I mean, the thing is, it is no. I totally, I, I get it. I get it. Not a problem.
0: My guy. So talk about you know the last time we talked to you, it, it's got to be months. How was the summer? I mean, obviously keeping busy. Sure. Obviously, crazy weather, all that fun stuff.
5: Yeah, the summer was fun. Um, you know, when went by really quick. Um, this was the summer. You know, because my son's now a senior in high school, and my daughter's now now a freshman. Where we really tried to consciously slow down. You know, you can't slow. I mean, you, you can't slow the progression of time, but we consciously tried to enjoy as, as much of the summer as possible. So in my mind, although the summer went by quick, I think I got I think I had a lot of fulfillment, if that makes any sense. I know that's getting kind of deep, oh. but but we really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it was, it was busy, too. I mean, we um, didn't play as much golf as what I'd like, but we enjoyed the outside. Um, you know, we got, uh, my, my brother now lives back here in town, uh, with his wife and his da- young daughter, uh, we had family coming in and out. So, um, it, it, it was a summer that from the end of the school year last year to the beginning of the school year, this year, we, 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 we kind of look at it as we filled the time appropriately and I can look back fondly.
2: Now, Scott, being the official, let's clarify the official, uh, meteorologist two middle-aged men in Cleveland. mm mm-hmm. But when we, you know, a few episodes in, we said, we need an official uh, weather, weatherman. So here we are, episode 100. Did you ever think that that the forecast roulette would make it to a a 100th episode?
5: No, the way the first one went, I didn't think it'd make it past episode five. But that's just (laughs) me talking without a filter. But no, no. I can't believe, no, I mean, you guys, episode 100, that's great, now that's fantastic, I think the first one might have been, what, maybe two years ago, it might have been uh, right at the beginning like of COVID, that, yeah. I mean, it's been a yeah, little yeah. while.
2: Well, this, this was formed because of COVID, so uh, yeah, yeah, because, you know, COVID-19, we yeah.
5: vaccine. Yeah, no that's question, right. so yeah, so I'm enjoying it, guys, I can't believe it's episode 100, and I'm looking forward to the next 100.
0: Scott, big, big question. Yes. Another hundred. Ted, what do you think of that? Can we make it another uh, hundred? Well, uh, no answer.
2: Physically. I, God only knows at this point what to see.
5: (laughs) Did he just say physically physically? Yeah. It's not like he's, you know, it's not like he's working in a factory. I mean, (laughs) in a warehouse, I just don't think I can handle it anymore. I
2: can't being a middle-aged man. I'll uh, just admit to this now. Uh, I was, uh, summoned up to the third floor of our house today because my, uh, son wanted to, he, 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 he puked and he wanted to show me his puke. Oh my God. So as if that this... wasn't uh, enough of a highlight, I then proceeded to slip and fall down the stairs from the second, third floor to the second floor. So mm. God only knows what I'll be doing in a hundred more episodes.
5: <clears throat> you know, I, I, there's a part of me that wants more detail to this story, so I can connect, connect the dots. And then there's a part yeah. of me that wants to just let this go. I think I'll go with the. Uh, I think I'll go with the latter.
0: We'll let it go I, like I Frozen. I think that's a, yeah. that's a great Yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: Maybe uh, to fill
0: the time, maybe we could spin a wheel. I mean, I think it's oh. been a long time since we've done that. Uh, kind of look at a forecast for, obviously, some city. Uh, Ted. I mean, it sounds yeah, like yeah. you've had a rough day. So yeah, I don't know that spin I'm spinning the wheel.
2: Anything. I, I'm not sure
5: that
0: that's OK. Uh, in my best interest. All right. So then we should have Scott do it. Scott's going to spin the
2: that, wheel. Yeah, I
0: okay.
5: All right. Idea. Here we go. Price is yeah, right. Give spin it a up. little. Tour, All right. Here right. we go. Three, two, one. All right. There it goes. Right. It's really rolling around
2: here. It's going to take it. Uh, another episodes.
0: Slowing down. OK. Yep. We are... Wow, this is interesting. We're staying in the States, kind of a neighboring area. Brookfield, Wisconsin. Scott, oh. what, what can you tell us about
5: Brookfield, Wisconsin? Brookfield, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Hmm, let me think here. Hmm, let me they, think have, here. they have uh,
2: they have uh, apples, I bet.
5: And a lot of cheese, Yeah. a lot of cattle. No, I'm just I'm just stereotyping um, Brookfield, Wisconsin. Isn't that if I remember correctly? Isn't that the hometown of um, legendary Browns uh, offensive lineman Joe Thomas? Is that, is that number
2: seventy three? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't that
5: Joe Thomas's hometown?
0: The Hoff. That's that, Absolutely.
5: that is Hoff. crazy. Forecast for for uh, for Wisconsin, Brookfield, Wisconsin. Right now, they're actually seeing some light snow as we record this. But as we continue through the week, they're going to start to warm up. I mean, by the weekend. I mean, I know we're recording this on a on a Monday, but by the weekend, they could be up into the middle upper sixties. So they're seeing some flurries, some slushy snow, and it's going to warm up by Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
0: Wow. Wow. Nice. Well, Scott, speaking of Joe Thomas, uh, obviously, I know you and your brother kind of started a podcast a little bit after we did, which I'll be honest, I've listened to every episode. And I know one of the guests we've had on. We
2: now have competition from this guy.
0: Well, I wouldn't say competition. It's a different podcast. I mean, they're not right. telling dad jokes and doing that okay. stuff. That, so okay. we're, we're good. We're OK. okay. But Scott, I, I really enjoy the podcast. And Joe Thomas was one of your guests most recently. Talk a little bit about talking to Joe and maybe a little bit of uh, intro to that individual uh, conversation you guys had.
5: Yeah. So it was a while we, we were trying to get Joe Thomas for a long time um, for, for our podcast. By the way, our podcast is called Sable Brothers on the Baseline. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, on Press Play Podcast on the internet. Just go to Press Play Podcast and you can find it Don't there. worry, we'll edit
2: this part out. Edit this
5: uh, Sponsored by... Um, brought to you by. Brought to you by. Um, yeah. But um, so anyway, the genesis of all this going back a couple of years ago, my brother's like, you know, we got to do a sports podcast, talk about Cleveland sports. And we're like, Oh man, you know, my schedule was tight, you know, at the time he was living in Florida. And then we finally said, you know what, let's just go for it. And it was June of last year that we finally got the ball rolling. And at about that time we wanted to get Joe Thomas on the podcast, you know, and, and, you know, he's a, you know, he's a popular guy and he wasn't available. And once football season kicked in July, August, right at the, about the time where our podcast started getting some legs he just wasn't available. And so we just kind of forgot about it a little bit. And then we kind of reached back out to his people. (laughs) I I mean, it really had to go through different layers and make a long story short. He he finally said, Hey, look, you know, I got this window right here. You know, can we do, can we record? And this was about maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago, as we record this. And um, he was great. Um, You know, a personable guy, he's very knowledgeable, but he doesn't come across as preachy and you know what I mean? He's he's knowledgeable, but he does it in just kind of a blue collar way. Just talking about, um, you know his his workout routines, his how it was playing football, and he's brutally honest how it was back when he played when the Browns are really bad, yeah, um, yep. and how it was dealing with that, and mm-hmm. how he lost all the weight, and his family, and you know he's just he's like a guy you can have a couple beers with, and you can talk to him sitting on the back patio, you know, smoking some meat. That's how I would. I would describe Joe Thomas just one of those guys, just really great, not pretentious at all. And he spent probably forty minutes with us on our podcast talking wow. about uh, all that stuff. So That's that, that was really cool. One of the highlights uh, I, of the podcast.
2: I have two observations from your from your description on your podcast. There, number one, you meant you said back when the Browns are bad, which made me kind of laugh. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and uh, number two, you mentioned that podcast is kind of kind of taken off so i wondering if maybe when we're done recording here if you could give us some insight as to how to accomplish that that'd be well so that we can get beyond the at&t crowd of friends and family friends of- yeah <laughs> i don't know just a, just a thought
5: just a thought no i understand <laughs> you're asking for a friend i get it no um yeah <clears throat> the at&t crowd that's great <laughs> you realize that you realize that no one under the age of 40 knows what the hell we're talking
0: no, about.
5: no, no that's no. right. Hey, that's beside the point middle-aged um, men, buddy. Middle-aged that's right men. i love it um it, you know what we're, we're still growing this thing i mean you um, know it's it's it, you, the cool thing about it like you guys when you guys do an interview and you find somebody for your podcast and it's like getting the interview is almost more fun than the interview itself when you yes. can get someone that's just like whoa this person wants to talk to us that's really cool um yeah. My brother reached out to our first uh, interview was with Mark Price. Remember legendary Cavs point guard. And that was cool. And then my brother goes, Hey, you'll never guess who we got. And this is months later. I go, who he goes, Sean Kemp. And I go, wait, wait, what? Kemp? you mean Sean Kemp, like one of the top five players, top three players of the 1990s. Uh, I go, I, I...
2: say Sean Kemp, one of the top five dads of the
5: 90s. Oh, <laughs> 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 Well, I guess we're not
0: gonna have him on touch. Probably well, so well, well list,
5: <laughs> right? that, shut that down. But um he he but and I'm we were like, all right, is he gonna show up? And he did, and he talked to us for like 40 minutes. Wow. It was great. I mean, it was really a pleasant conversation. He would have kept going, except his uh his buddy in the other room because he was at his his business, he was like, Text my brother, all right, we gotta end this because he's got a meeting, and but he would have kept going so and that's what cool. is
2: his business? Are you allowed to say? Uh, I am uh,
5: allowed to say. He he lives okay. in Seattle and yeah. he's in the uh he's in the um medical marijuana business. No kidding. Makes sense so, to me. There's yeah. a lot of
0: former wow. athletes doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
5: so he's doing that. So yeah, medicinal marijuana. And you know, it's 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 legit. And yeah. he's he's given back to the community in other ways. So anyway, so that's kind of our podcast. Our our last interview we just did was with Katie Najat. Uh, oh, which, Ken, you kind of pointed me because uh, on to uh, trying to get a hold of her months and months ago through Ashland, you know, the Olympic pole vaulter. Um, that oh, was yeah. a fun interview, too.
2: Yeah, we're still waiting for her. <clears throat>
5: uh, that's you know another
0: you... one we can cross off as well. Boy, Ted, you really... <laughs> really? Well, our interview list is getting shorter and shorter, so... Well, she's at pole vaulter and competes a lot. I'm not going to say anything about an Ashland grad. She's busy and it is okay. I'm glad she could talk to Scott and John. Hey,
2: yes. Hey, Scott. How many episodes have
5: you done? That's a great question. I have no oh, idea. Okay. I, I gotta. I I, sh- I should look at the list. I I want to say it's like 30, 35, okay. something like that. All right. So, uh, well,
2: congratulations.
5: Well, thank you very much, guys. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we I, we we got a lot of uh, good insight from you guys too. Listening to your podcast and uh, what not to say and what to say so it's worked <laughs> i'm just kidding no, just I'm listen to this kidding.
0: podcast you know what not what <laughs> i'm only kidding no
5: no, yeah. no seriously no. though you guys have done a great job too and and um, you know you kind of take bits and pieces from other people and you try to formulate your own thing. so yeah we're doing well with it hopefully we can keep it going and and um you know just keep it rolling you don't
2: play forecast roulette on that
5: show, do you? No, we don't. I, no, because oh, I w- I wouldn't want to run into copyright issues with yeah, you guys. You. And okay, I don't good. we don't we don't want to get lost su- sued. It's it just we're trying to keep this as clean as possible, you know. We would wrap
0: you up with so many lawyers, it's unbelievable. Yes. The cash that we have. Right. So. I
2: I, I my, the law firm of Dewey Cheatham, and Howe will be right
0: there. <laughs> my gosh. Well, Scott, thank you very much brookfield wisconsin once again what do we got we're going to expect some nice weather correct yeah week, i think so you said.
5: yeah cold now and 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 warming up by the end of the week early into the weekend probably 60s up there which is really warm for them and, and warm for us here too
0: outstanding well thank you sir we'll talk very soon no problem Forecast Roulette with the official,
4: official, 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 the official meteorologist of two middle aged men in Cleveland. Fox 8's Scott Sable.
0: Ted, we are out and about, Northeast Ohio. And actually in the Ashland area, which we'll talk about later. So okay. Cleveland Beer Week was uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I know many people partaked in some beers. Did you have any beers at one point in time? at least uh, I, I have had beer previously. I'm not sure if I had any
1: during Cleveland Beer Week.
0: Very nice. I, it I seems to me
1: that. we were going to do something with that. I can't remember. Oh, well,
0: just keep going. Yeah, I don't remember that either. <laughs> so part of one of the events that they had was a Lakewood Bar Crawl that myself and anyone were a part of. Uh, I was on a Friday night. It was basically all these different bars on Madison Avenue, which was one, one of my favorite places to be. Well, wow. so we went and basically the way it worked is you got a tasting of a bunch of different beers uh, at each of these different establishments. And then uh, it was fun. It was actually a very nice night. So we went to O'Donnell's pub. Have you been there before? No. Well, not not knowingly. Very nice. It's in a plaza. Nice people. Good time. Went to two bucks. Place called the patio. Wait a minute. How? What's the cover charge at two bucks? You know the answer. Free (laughs) Barrio. Buckeye beer engine. The same the same. It's the same. phone. And Mars Bar went to Mars Mars Bar. It was fun. We had a very nice time. They give out candy bars at the Mars Bar. Mars Bar. No, but we (laughs) I did have a gyro. How about that? Does that seem? That seems like that works. I just didn't um, know
1: if, uh, you know, that'd be something if they like gave out three musketeers. Correct. Yeah.
0: So Ted, besides doing the Madison Bar crawl, I also had the opportunity to go to a concert. When's the last oh. time you've been to a concert? Um. Uh, how old's my oldest kid? Uh,
1: 11? Eleven. Eleven. Probably, probably greater than eleven years. Greater than 11 years. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I'd say, yeah, it's been a bit for myself. Obviously, some smaller concerts. I actually went and saw AWOL Nation at the Agora, which is a very nice venue. It's been a long time. They've made a lot of upgrades there. So that was very cool. And then before that, we uh, went to Noble Beast. That was during the week. And then uh, I celebrated the homecoming at our alma mater over the weekend at Ashton University went to a Hall of Fame banquet, watched a football game where the Eagles won, and then saw a bunch of different people that I've not seen for a very long time. So Eagles ranked number 6 and you jumped yep. over and did a podcast, I believe. Yeah, so, we did a we did a podcast to celebrate homecoming, to let people know what's what's going on with that. So it was yeah. uh, it was very cool, uh, led oh, by oh. Uh, Phil Yale who's become a friend of our show. So Yeah, absolutely friend of the show. That's off to Yeah. That's off to uh, Phil. Uh, Ted, I, once again, take the lasso and give it to you. I'm looking for the following. I'm looking for updates on concession stands. I'm looking for who's got the best grub. I can tell
1: you, we did uh, go to uh, the Monsters home
0: opener. Oh, wow. Oh, that's awesome.
1: Cool. Uh, Shaker uh, Youth Hockey, the Squirt uh, 1 team. Squirt 1? Yeah uh went and so we you can buy your tickets for the whole family so we went and we were in the lower bowl and uh uh i know this will come as a shock my oldest son who is an attention hog made it on the jumbotron oh (laughs) and so then the other kids were upset they weren't on the jumbotron but eventually they made it on as
0: well He's got a little bit of a Lou Gehrig uh, streak going, doesn't it? On the jumbotron, isn't he, it like, like the past, past three or four events you guys gone? He's been on, right? He uh, he he knows
1: where the cameras are. There's no doubt about that. Um, and so yeah, we uh, we did that. Uh, as far as concession stands go, uh, Parma again.
0: Yes, Michael Reese Park. Yeah, yes. Michael
1: Reese. Yeah, they they got they got good popcorn. Yes, uh, they do trying to think we haven't had we haven't had too many away games since uh since we last had a show so but i'm sure as the season goes on i'll be able to provide uh
0: more reviews i like it so the popcorn and michael reese drink a plus a plus yeah I love it. top shelf that's cool. where i was we were out and about loving it Cleveland, this is for you. Time for some Cleveland sports history. That means only one person can help us with that, and that would be Dusty Sloan. Dusty, we have one that's kind of from recent events from 2016 in November. It was the Baseball World Series, which was the Chicago Cubs beating the Cleveland Indians at the time, 8-7 to seven in Game 7 at Progressive Field. It was the first Cubs title in 108 years, and the MVP, I don't think anybody would have called this, was Chicago Utility, Ben Zobrist. What can you talk to us about about that contest? What do you remember? And, my gosh, what a game that was.
3: Absolutely. I think we all remember that the Indians had the series in hand and then, unfortunately, lost it. We all remember that uh, Rajay Davis hit the three-run homer in the – Against the role as Chapman to tie the game to get the series and the game square, we all remember LeBron James' reaction <laughs> from the uh, wherever he was sitting in the Loges or whatever. And then of course we also remember that uh, Michael Martinez was the last out. So I think yes. there's a lot of things that we all remember from that particular World Series and game. So
0: the Rajay Davis homer was probably one of the most exciting things I've ever seen in sports, hitting it off Chapman. But I will say this about the game, and the thing that I will never forget, it was that stupid rain delay. I I really just think that changes the whole momentum of the game. And, I mean, I hate to say that. I'm not trying to be that guy. But I think it's part of the reason they lost.
3: I agree. Absolutely. You don't – there's certain things that you just don't do in certain times. and And everybody wants to be consistent with umpiring decisions, coaching decisions, everything like that. But in that particular situation, when you're in the seventh or seventh game, when you're late in the game, tie game, you don't do that. You just don't do that. And unfortunately, it worked to the Cubs' favor, and we're still waiting for our championship in our lifetime. Yeah, so. yeah
0: we are. That was a very exciting time, and obviously, as when we record this, it's a, a time when the Guardians right now have an opportunity to take on the Yankees to see if they can move on to the you know the ALCS. But one thing I wanted to mention, well, I wanted to mention about this, this whole series and, and about 2016, Dusty, there's one guy that I think people forget who probably had one of the best years you can ever have as a pitcher, and that was Andrew Miller. That guy was absolutely, absolutely unbelievable, and he was one of the main reasons we were playing in that Game 7 in Chicago.
3: Without question. I don't know that anybody had ever really heard – the term "high leverage" as much as we did, starting with that the entire postseason. I mean, Tito really kind of changed the way that pitching stabs are used in the postseason, based on what Andrew Miller did. You put him; in, you weren't afraid to put him in the ninth inning, the fifth inning, the sixth inning, and use him for multiple innings. He really changed kind of the way things work in that situation, and it almost—you can almost, almost say—that the impetus for Major League Baseball changing the rule to where pitchers relief pitchers have to come in and face three batters based on that, because they obviously got tired of seeing teams come in one pitcher, take them out one pitcher, take them out, which I think is over managing on the part of major league baseball. But I think a lot of the reason that they did that was because of what Andrew Miller did in 2016. No, I think you're exactly right. And
0: and Terry Francona obviously was, was a big part of that. He's kind of the one that kind of came up with that idea to, to use him in different spots and all that. But, uh, Boy, what a what a history time that was, Dusty. Back in 2016, as we talk World Series, and hopefully we can talk about that again sometime soon. It was the Cubs beating the Indians eight to seven in game seven at progressive field. Where were you during that game? I guess last question for you. Where'd you watch that game at? I was at home. I
3: remember being at home and in bed and wanting to fall asleep with a champion. <laughs> <laughs> but that didn't happen, so. Yeah, I remember exactly where I was when that happened. I I think I had a similar situation. But uh,
0: thanks for your time to talk about that World Series loss. Uh, First Cubs win in 108 years, and the MVP being Ben Zobrist from Chicago. But thanks again, Dusty. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ken. Cleveland! This is for you!
4: The most trusted name in journalism. Clops clips.
1: All right, Ken. Episode one hundred. I can't remember if we had Clops clips on uh, the uh, first episode. I don't think we did. But no,
0: that came later. <clears throat> yes.
1: Shortly thereafter. So, uh, but nonetheless, the Michigan home inspector was caught on a security camera in a client's home. Hope you're sitting down. He was being inappropriate with a Tickle Me Elmo doll. Oh, come on, man. Kevin Wayne Van Luven convicted of aggravated indecent exposure. During the home inspection, the homeowner got an alert that somebody was in the nursery. After seeing what was happening, Jada Dotson, the homeowner, the wife in the couple, she called the police. The home inspector initially said he was just checking out an electrical outlet in the nursery until he found out about the cameras.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Uh, Dotson said her husband was across the room when she pulled up the security camera. He asked her what was wrong from the look on her face. She told a local TV station, quote, I couldn't even articulate what I was
0: seeing. No, you probably couldn't. Yeah, that's, uh, oh go-
1: boy. Well,
0: that's, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my gosh. I'm just going to keep on moving here. I think that might be our I, best I, I I couldn't not include that, but I'm also not sure that there's any commentary needed. Oh, there. my gosh. A uh, Kentucky woman is headed to prison for a year. -year 34-year-old Crystal Denham came home and argued with her cousin over an adult toy. The argument ended with her stabbing Michael Barton, the cousin, with a knife, a kitchen knife. Oh, jeez. Denham, the woman, apparently borrowed the item in question, and Barton wanted it back. I'm not sure why you'd want that uh, item back.
0: Be uh, fair. That's what it uh, comes down to. Just be fair. Okay.
1: A New York independent congressional candidate has produced his own adult film and published it on the Internet. The self-described liberal independent candidate, Mike Itkus, is also in favor of legalizing prostitution his website quotes him as saying I'm kind of a nerd who doesn't like to be the center of attention if I can avoid it <laughs> <laughs> but I thought the issues I'm trying to address are so important I don't that want makes... to be the center of attention no. I'm going to make this adult movie and put it on my website put it online and let everybody see it
0: I'm just humble. I'm not the center of attention at all. Yeah, right. Mr. Itkus. It's too much. Mike Itkus. So when you go to the poll. (laughs) Sounds like almost a fake name.
1: That's what I thought initially. I I was like, (laughs) let me sound this out. Does this sound like uh, some goofy name? Uh, But no. Mike Itkus. In sports, well, Browns, they've now lost. Four to row. They lost five of their last six. And uh hopes are dwindling. I did get some analysis on their situation that I wanted to pass along. What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. There you go. That's uh that's our analysis on the Browns. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm Ted Klopp, and that's news to me. Time for more Cleveland history, and our Cleveland historian, John Grabowski, joins us. And John, for a long time, Terminal Tower was the building on Public Square. And even when they built what was at the time the BP building, which I believe it now is known as 200 public square,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, they built that. So it was just a little bit shorter than the terminal tower out of, I guess, reference to the terminal tower. And then key bank came along and just went right on through the, the, made it taller than, than the terminal tower. So tell us about how this building, you know, wh- where did, it? Uh, I mean, obviously oh. Key needed the room, but uh, tell us about this building.
4: It's, it's, it's a really interesting building. Yes, it, it did, does eclipse the terminal tower. There was no rule that prevented anybody from building something higher than the terminal tower, but it was completed in 1991. And, and really it was the Society Corp building at that point. And that dates from the old Society for Savings. That building is still there, which was once in the 1890s, the 1880s. When it was built, the tallest building in Cleveland, the Red Sandstone Building, which is next to a, to the Key Tower, and um, Society Corp. Society Corp. was on an acquisitions uh, binge. Uh, they'd taken over Central National Bank, and then they they absorbed Cleveland Trust Company. When they absorbed Cleveland Trust Company, Cleveland Trust had plans to build its own tower, on. Uh, on Public Square. And, uh-huh. and they had already torn down a number of the buildings and that's the empty parking lots that are now becoming part back behind that's The Sherman williams Center that's coming up there. So Society Corp uh, completed the building uh, in 91 and it's, uh, it's, 30, it's the 39th tallest one in the United States, the tallest building in Ohio. And to look at one fact, it's the tallest building between Philadelphia and Chicago. The tallest building between New York and Chicago, but then Philly beat us with another one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it is uh, 947 feet tall. A lot of that is the spire, and you know it's it's a Caesar Caesar Pelli building, a really noted architect, Uh, and I think it's it's a classically designed building, and they did a great job of saving that old building, putting it next door, so and the Marriott Hotel was built on the back, and there's a link to the underground parking garage. Uh, the thing that fascinates me about it is is that um, it, the building that used to be on that site, which was torn down in the fifties, the old Chamber of Commerce, and, uh-huh. and before that there was a, a, the first Society for Savings Bank was there, which, to give a shout out, became the headquarters of the Western Reserve Historical Society uh-huh. until it moved out in the 1890s to university circle. So there's a a lot of linkage there. (laughs) (laughs) Was there
1: uh, much consternation when the plans, uh, they came up with the plans where they would surpass the height of the terminal tower?
4: You know, I don't know for certain, but I I would gather that some people were upset that the terminal tower was going to be eclipsed. But the other thing, I think people... By the 80s and 90s, we're looking for something new in Cleveland, something different and something bigger and better and something modern. And so that that structure is bigger. But I would dare say the Terminal Tower remains the symbol of Cleveland, even though this building is taller. Absolutely, um, yeah. You know, the Terminal has a lot of style, a lot of class, and a lot of history.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do they do – I know the Terminal Tower will periodically do – uh, they open their observation deck. The the, the Key Bank building does not have an observation deck. Am I correct?
4: I believe that is correct. I'm not certain, okay. but I believe it's correct. Okay. So I do. Okay. I do know a reporter was taken out on the spire once to get a view of Cleveland out there. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's the place I would want to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a story that I have any interest would have any interest in reporting on. Yeah. Oh boy.
4: All Pretty right. Good. Well. Oh, go ahead. I, I think it's I think it's interesting that, you know, that 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 empty space to the west of the square was going to be the Cleveland Trust Tower until Cleveland Trust was taken. It was taken over, absorbed, emerged. Sure. Um, and uh, so we would have had two large bank buildings on public square, which really talks about, you know, Key Corp and Society Corp were major trust fund banks. So, yeah, Society Corp in particular, I should say. Yeah.
1: Sure. And now, uh, uh, obviously, the 200 uh, public square building, uh, at least in large part, is the Huntington Bank building.
4: Right. Yeah. So So that's what we do. We bank
1: now. (laughs) We used to build steel and now we bank. There you go. We bank all right John well uh we appreciate the insight on uh the key Bank building the 39th tallest or was is it still the 39th tallest that's
4: the most recent one I said it's still okay. it's thir- 39th so we'll see what 39. happens tomorrow all right. <laughs> all
1: right well I guess uh now we have something in common with Jack Benny where this where the height and his age that he always claims so <laughs> all right John well thank you very much
0: my pleasure good. Well, Ted, good news. A okay. team of researchers in Japan yep. have successfully grown hair follicles in cultures. Okay. There we go. Yeah. The in vitro experiments add to the understanding of hair follicle development, which could lead to treatments for hair loss. The same designs could eventually be used to grow teeth or other organs since every hair is a small organ. How about that? Science, man. That's, that's science. That's really interesting. Now, hold on.
1: How many bald Japanese guys do you do you know? I'm thinking mm-hmm. that they got an advantage in this research.
0: I think so too. Yeah. I would agree with that.
1: Yeah, but uh hopefully they'll uh share cuz you know, I uh I keep seeing more of my forehead when I turn this camera. And I don't know why that is.
0: I'm thinning out as well. I'm not going to lie. It's, uh, I think it's, it's the
1: angle of the camera.
0: I think so. That's, I also uh,
1: think that my shirts are shrinking, but that's,
0: I don't know. Am yeah. I, uh, my shirt makes me look like a, like a sausage to an extent. extent. So. I, yeah. My measurements
1: are now 24, 36, 24. I, mm.
0: I, I don't think that's the way it's supposed to go. When I walk around... I have like this small, I hear this small yelling thing from like my waist. Uh-huh. That's my belt. It's screaming. Is it? Well, is that what it is? Okay. Yes. Well,
1: you know, I'm, I'm now up to, I'm kind of frustrated by this. You remember, we talked about this on the show. Before COVID, I lost a bunch of weight.
0: Yeah, you did. I was yes. down
1: to about 150 pounds.
0: Yeah, you were the incredibly shrinking man.
1: We talked about earlier on the show, I talked about how with uh, Mr. Sable, talked about how i I fell down the stairs, yes, I went and saw the doctor. And they weighed me one ninety five okay one ninety five okay I was not real happy with that, but i i I was reminded of so before I met my wife, I dated this girl for about i don't know four or five years and I used to keep a picture of her wall uh, of her in my wallet. People are like, oh, that's so nice that you keep a picture of her in your wallet. I was kind of confused by that reaction because what I would do is anytime I was having a bad day, I would pull that picture out of my wallet and I would look at that picture. I'd stare at the eyes of that picture and eventually I'd say, you know, if I can stay in a relationship with a sociopath for five years, I can do anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Dude, you are cl-
1: <laughs> absolutely classic.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: OK. Da, 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 da,
0: da, some good news.
5: <phone rings> oh, no, not a dad
3: joke.
0: Ted, I don't trust trees. You don't. Why not? They seem kind of shady.
3: That
0: joke was horrible. Coming to the end of our first episode
1: with triple digits. Episode 100. Amazing. Still can't get over this. Now, we got a couple big things coming up here that are going to happen before we uh, have another show. First off, we have Halloween. Uh, I think we both established that our costumes are middle-aged
0: men. Yep. Your kid's still trick or treat. Uh, Maddie does. She's 11. And what will she go as? Great question. I, I want to say we talked about a witch. I think that was one of them. Yeah. And then a pop singer. Pop singer. I, I think it's, you know, we'll, we'll make a decision that day. And then okay. Riley, I think he's done. He's a freshman okay. in high school. He did it last year. He's, he's done. How about your kids? So my oldest spotted one of those inflatable
1: costumes. Mm. um it's the uh, imposter from among us the oh movie. okay yeah he's gonna do that and then my middle son is so excited he's got the little green army men and all that so he decided he wants to be an army guy
0: so oh that's cool got him
1: the, the the camouflage and the hat and the whole thing so he's he'll dress up and he'll run around and he's got the little fake uh uh gun with the the sound effects yeah, And he runs through the house, and if he sees it, he just shoots and then keeps moving. I love it. He, I don't know if that's a sniper. I don't know what that is. And then my youngest son, I don't know if we've talked about this much on the show, but he is very fascinated by the Titanic. And so his <clears throat> costume this year will be Captain E.J. Smith, the captain of the Titanic. That's awesome. He's got the hat, the... Uh, a black coat. Uh, my wife ordered him some some uh, bars for or buttons or whatever you know, the ranking things. So I'm 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 excited to see how that turns out.
0: That's very cool. Yeah, we've we've talked about this before too. There's always uh, we call it a dad tax when it comes to the candy. Yeah, just a piece of candy in that bucket. What what dad tax are you gonna be taking this year right away? If you see so, in a
1: what we usually do is we bring the buckets home. We pile them all into one bucket and then put it in the basement and hope they forget. Yeah. Because there's so much sugar.
0: And then you and just, of course I got my, you want.
1: Right. And then I got my in-laws warning me that there's all these things out there about uh, people are going to put poison in the candy, uh-huh. blah, 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 blah. I, I think that's a concern every year. So yes. here here's a tip from two middle-aged men in Cleveland. If The package looks like it's been tampered with. Don't eat Probably.
0: it. Yeah. Throw it away. I agree.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I agree. So any Kit Kat that my kids get, any Kit Kat, I'd, I'm, I'm taking it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, no I, I, I have a more rounded palate, I guess, when it comes oh,
0: to yeah. buttercups now,
1: so there's our Halloween plans. Now also we have voting coming up. We uh, do. We, we will vote before uh, we record next. And so as a public service message, uh, Ken thought we should discuss some of the more important uh, races here in uh, Cuyahoga County. So, uh, you know, we don't try to get political on the show. So what we're going to do is we're going to review the unopposed races and decide who we should vote
0: for. So go ahead. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I I like it. Yeah, I like it. Now you have a choice of there's 14 races in Cuyahoga County, most, most of which are judges. Okay. Are unopposed. Okay. So the million dollar question, obviously those people are going to win. Yeah. Do you vote for them or not? I... I'm not going to lie. Once again, Democrat, Republic, it doesn't make any difference. It doesn't matter. Why would I vote for them? Right. Why would I even circle that they're already yeah. winning? For judges, I can't even remember.
1: Do they put a political party there?
0: You know, as we go here, I'll, I'll pull out
1: my ballot. As I guarantee you, the if they put a political party there are people who will, if they're a Democrat, they'll put, they'll vote for them. And if they're a Republican, they'll leave it blank and vice versa. If you've got folks on the other side, they'll put, they'll vote for all the Republicans and leave all the Democrats blank.
0: I'm looking at here and uh, some of these, it doesn't look like it is. Okay. Well, for like for judges of the Corman Common, please general division. No, no, doesn't look like it. Okay. No, there's no political party listed. Okay, city council, yes. Oh yeah. Court of education, yes. Not okay. for judges. Doesn't look. Okay. No, they don't have Are there
1: races there. we should highlight amongst the unopposed?
0: <laughs> Eighth district for judge of court of appeals. Yeah. What do we uh, got looks there? Looks like uh, not many people decided to to go uh, to run in that one. Yeah, every, yeah, almost every single one.
1: Is there is there no candidates or just one? Just one. Do they, do they list
0: anywhere there are absolutely no candidates? Uh, for the member of State Board of Education. Yeah. For the 11th District, no valid petition filed, it says. So you can't even vote for anybody. I wonder.
1: One. I get an idea. Let's write ourselves in on that one and see if see what we can... Uh then I think he, yeah I think he can do that. Okay. Yep. yep, write it in. You want it or do you want do you want me to take it because somebody's going to get two votes or
0: are you using a fake name?
1: Oh. What do you think we should go with? Uh Kevin I Smith? have a couple in mind but Ready I can't say them on
0: this podcast. Uh so. Mickey Mouse, Donald alcoholic, Dunn? alcoholic. Oh. Okay. okay. All right. So yeah, make sure you get out and vote. November 5th, just to kind of give you a preview, there are quite unopposed judges that are running, but on a positive note, get out there and make a difference. A Democrat, Republic, all that. So Yeah. Thanks again, Ted. 100. Been 100. a great time, and we're not stopping anytime soon. Looking Special forward thanks to – what's that? Looking forward to the next 100. I know. And we'll start with one. 101 next episode. Thanks to Dusty Sloan, John Grabowski. Scott Sable the official weatherman of two middle-aged men in Cleveland. Scott Sable. So nice to talk to him as well. And for you, the listeners for uh, taking the time to listen to us. Once again, we appreciate it. We'll be back very soon in two weeks until then. Just remember, we're just two middle-aged men in Cleveland.
4: Two middle-aged men in Cleveland
0: is sponsored by Westminster
4: A.V custom audio visual packages for all occasions
1: if i can stay in a relationship with a sociopath for five years i can do anything